In the Blue Light, Part 2 Gopalan, the real estate agent, was initially tight-lipped, but the bottle of local booze I sneaked in loosened his tongue. He told me how Lakshmi's mentally ill classmate, Rajkutan, who was obsessed with her, murdered her and her boyfriend Kumar and threw their bodies in the well. Rajkutan also fell into the same body of water and perished under strange circumstances. Some believe that Lakshmi exacted her revenge from the afterlife, Gopalan said. This version was comparable to the stories I had heard about the haunting. I have heard more voices, I said. If the supernatural theory is true, that means there are more spirits there. I promise you will not pack up your bags and leave if I tell you this. Gopalan said. Listen, I've spent the past six weeks living in a haunted house with spirits that can't seem to shut up. Do you really think sharing a couple more ghost stories will frighten me away? I said. Gopalan sighed. That house has seen several suicides since the events I've referred to. Others who rented the place have... His voice trailed off. The plot thickens, I said with a smile. Typically, it's uh, people who have experienced heartbreak. There's always a letter describing the heavy burden their shattered heart placed on their spirit. Gopalan explained. How many? I asked. Uh, five, at least, in the last few decades, he said. I can see why you are having trouble renting it out, I said as I got up from my chair, beaming. I am glad you are not right in the head, Gopalan said with a chuckle. I assumed Lakshmi's narrative would be the only addition to my book, but it seemed more ghosts would haunt the pages of my novel. That night, before I went to bed, I spoke to the gloom. Lakshmi, I know you dwell in these shadows. If you trust me, tell me your story. I think the world needs to hear about it. Don't keep me waiting. I slipped into a dream state almost straight away. My ex-suja was seated on a park bench in a lovely garden. She was chatting to shadowy forms hidden under a copse of trees in the distance. I observed the interaction, unnoticed. How did you all end up here? she asked. Then she nodded, acknowledging the silent reply. How many of you? she asked. Again, I couldn't hear the response. Eight? she said, counting. But there is a ninth one behind you. A blue light filled the firmament, and wails rose from the woods around us. Suja grew agitated. No, don't harm them, please, she said. Seeing her in distress, I approached with the intention of offering comfort. She raced into the woods, shrouded in a blue haze. I chased after her. Despite sprinting faster than her, I was unable to catch up to her fleeing form. We soon arrived at the edge of a cliff wall, 
It reminded me of the site in the hill station where Suja had jumped to her death in real life. The site skewered my heart. She remained still on the ledge. No, stop. You don't need to do this. I shouted. Suja turned to face me. I took a long, painful breath as I saw her pale, tear-streaked face. Leave. Now, she said, before diving into the abyss. I yelled as I bolted upright in my bed. It took me a few moments to return to my senses and detect the ball of blue light floating above my bed. It bobbed away as soon as my eyes were drawn to it. I leapt out of my bed and chased it through the house. It floated and bounced, always staying ahead of me, before disappearing out of the back door and coming to a halt near the well. There it transformed into the shape of a woman. We will speak in the coming days, she said. Then Lakshmi leapt into the well soundlessly. <laughs>